Not, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't well, think you look like Marco Rubio. You kind of, maybe a little bit around the eyes. Oh like, yeah, maybe a the li- eyes. Like, and like, I think when you smile, your faces do the same thing. Like your eyes do the same thing. How is your sweating and water consumption? I, I drink a lot of water, but I'm not a huge sweater. I'm pretty, pretty uh, gentle on that front. And I didn't tell you guys, but we have started the podcast now. Oh! 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 So welcome to the Bit Players Podcast. This is our first episode. And it's called? And it's called Bits Per Second. Um, we will... Yeah! So we are a... Good first impression. Good right? first impression. <laughs> cannot speak. Uh, we are an improv group, the Bit Players, from Newport, Rhode Island. Um, this is our first foray into the podcast world. Uh, we'll be doing this about once a month. And uh, we will be, it'll be a mixture of improv and interview uh, with a section at the end where we get to complain about things that have been bothering us. Um, and we'll be calling that section Quit Your Bitsin. All right, yeah, we needed some room tone there. We got that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, we hope for this podcast to be just, uh, we, we don't, I, I was trying to avoid making this podcast about everything. Yeah. Uh, because then. Like we we do try to try to talk about everything. You talk about nothing, um, but we'll have an interview uh, in each show. We hope to bring in people from the improv world or just people from the world. Uh, we'll talk about improv. We'll talk about how improv is life and life is improv, mm-hmm. and uh, we will talk about whatever's going through our heads. And occasionally, we'll break into some scenes and actually do some improv ourselves. Yes, um, and I'm Jared. I'm, I'm J- oh, sorry. <laughs> I didn't know we were going last names. Uh, I didn't know uh, either. I thought this was a total uh, impersonal thing. Yeah, I got nervous. I'm Jared. I'm Jim. And our special guest is Tim Brick. Oh, I get a last name. You get a last name because you're the special guest. That's true. It'd be difficult to to do what I'm doing without a last name. Exactly. Well, how? I mean, of course, how are you going to run for president if people don't know your last name? That's That's right. Uh, I am both an improver and I am officially running for president even though I'm legally too young to do so, because uh, all the other politicians seem to ignore the rules, so why can't I? Exactly. I agree completely. So our topic for the, our first topic, um, as suggested to us, it will be grammar. Can we talk about how this got suggested to us? <laughs> um, yes. Yes? Okay. <laughs> uh, so we put out the, uh, we put out the call uh, last night on the Bit Players uh, Twitter and uh, Facebook page and on our, all our personal uh accounts what should we talk about what's some what's a topic you want to hear about what what should uh we what should we would should we deal with today and and apparently uh the only response as of now was uh from me uh, <laughs> from my own twitter account uh chastising jared on his mixing up of it's and it's so, uh, it apostrophe s that that actually <laughs> was not jared oh no it was autocorrect right it was autocorrect yes. but it was me Oh, it was you? It was me. I posted on Twitter. Oh. You're yes. mixing up your nearsighted men. <laughs> oh, I'm the only one who's not wearing glasses in the room. They all look the same. Sh- they all do. They're, you're both wearing hats right now. <laughs> we do, yeah. We both have, we both have heads. I know. Ears supporting our glasses. Heads. Fingers. Like ten? You have ten? I, yep. Awesome. That's, a, that's weird. What a coincidence. You, you both have wings. We do both have wings. We yeah, do have wings. See, like, there's no video, so... Like, yeah, yeah. But, but the, the difference is I'm a fairy and uh, he is a pegasus. So they're, they're different wings. That's true. Know your, know your mythology. Right. So, back, back to the topic. Grammar. Grammar. 
Well, I guess I should start because, uh, well, uh, I am the teacher in the room. Yes, so you Um, have the most experience with forcing grammar down people's throats. Forcing grammar down people's throats. And I used to to be one of those, uh, I I, I guess I used to be one of those grammar Nazis, as they call them. Yeah. I've uh, I've grown to resent that term and kind of, like, have uh, have lightened up in my uh, grammar totalitarianism, as it were. Or is it or just is it... wrestling against using the term Nazi over and over again, too, to describe things? I, yeah, I guess. Uh, that, that, too. I don't know. Like, that that hit ahead, like, in the... Was it, like, in the 2000s sometime? Yeah. yeah. Where every... So, Jim, as a teacher, what's, like, the current state of grammar in, in the, the youth? It's getting better, actually. It's okay. Like, like, it looks a lot like, a, like a, the... Uh, at least to me, the like the idiocracy thing is not happening. Um, mm. <laughs> like that, that each generation is kind of getting smarter than the last. And uh, well, that, that makes me nervous. Really? Oh, why? Because they're gonna come for you next. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that may be true. That's um, like a, like medium average intelligence. Like I'm the one that's gonna be left by the wayside. <laughs> yeah, and um, I think it may be. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's because uh, like we're becoming less doctrinaire about grammar and trying to find new ways to teach it because i know i'm Mm. i'm trying to find i'm every year i'm changing it up trying to find a way to like because they do need to know like you know what a verb is versus what a noun is like it's not like it may maybe not because anybody in life is going to quiz them on it but because just so they can know how to form thoughts right yeah Um, and it seems like but it seems like they and and maybe it's the internet too and maybe like because everybody has all these forums to express themselves uh, in different ways that they're actually just kind of picking it up uh, mm. as they go along, and they're like most kids know how to express themselves, yeah, fairly well, fairly clearly, and concisely. Kind of like uh, learning how to touch type on Mavis Beacon, yeah, that would, yeah. And was that versus <laughs> how I learned was learning how to type really fast on Instant Messenger, so it doesn't yes. like I'm dumb. Yep. So I, I don't touch type perfectly, but I type very quickly. So you learned of you learned from Instant Messenger, yeah. how to type. See, yeah. I I learned from uh I I I actually learned on the like you know whatever the fourth and fifth grade the typing, typing game? stuff, typing mm. games and oh, stuff like yeah. that. So by the time by the time Instant Messenger became a thing, I already knew how. But every kid I talk, every kid I talk to now says, "No, I learned how to type just like Facebook, Instant Messenger, or whatever." Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I, I learned a sort of combination. I recall doing some typing programs, but I think like internet forums was where I really started typing a lot, <laughs> and then Instant Messengers where like I perfected the technique and got up to like ninety words a minute. Because I remember like the end of my day would be like, "Oh, it's ten thirty, time to go settle in. Let me pull up Instant Messenger and have like eight windows open and like talk to everybody at the same time." Yeah. So I just had to adapt and like type really quickly, or else not talk to everybody and it worked and one of the one of them was a ghost right this is an unfriended situation oh absolutely (laughs) absolutely (laughs) i try not to say the ghost's name but thanks for bringing that up but once you do yeah no matter how many times i changed my screen name like swim fan always found me (laughs) (laughs) i was watching um parenthood with my wife and I always refer to whatever her name is, Erica Christensen. Is That's that the one. Yeah, yeah. I always just call her Swim Fan. Swim Fan. And she's like, her name's Erica Christensen. <laughs> That's actually a really good impression of my wife. It is. That's what she sounds like. <laughs> but um, like, oh, Swim Fan's cheating on her husband. Oh, spoiler alert. Sorry. Um, <laughs> See, I go the junkie from Traffic. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's right. I forgot about that. But yeah, no, that's Swim. Swim Fan's always around. So uh, that's our 
other co-host Gracie. That's a house dog. A house dog <laughs> in the background. Don't worry, she's in the backyard killing something. So yeah, it is ever evolving, and you're. I think the. I, mean, I get frustrated when people use the wrong there. I don't think I think that's kind and of your that yeah your mm -hmm. those aren't the ones that are debatable yeah well those are ones that you can if you use it a certain way miscommunicate because they do have distinctly different meanings mm -hmm. so sometimes it's obvious when it's wrong and sometimes it changes the meaning of the sentence yeah exactly so I just I think it's I just think it's fun just people just ignore it and and you're willing to publish something online for the world to see that makes you look infinitely dumber mm-hmm. Which I'm fine with, because then I can just block you. Now. Then you know. Yeah. Then you know. I blocked most of my friend lists on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I think I see posts from about a quarter of the people that I'm actually friends with. Yeah. It's like, oh, you post a Donald Trump meme? Blocked. Oh, you posted a picture of your baby? Blocked. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what do you like? What do you like to see in your feed? You're, you're the curator of that little museum. What's it like? Yeah. I mean, I could look at it right That's now. That's an interesting way to put it. You're, yeah. you're, you're, not, curator, yeah, you're not a friend. You're a curator, essentially. Mm -hmm. uh, well... There's a lot of memes. Yeah, of course. It's mostly memes. <laughs> yeah. It's mostly, it's mostly memes, memes. Mostly memes and bands and comedy stuff, mm. podcasts. Most of my friends I block. <laughs> the term friend is getting very loose. Yeah, here. yeah. Most of my, my Facebook friends I probably actually don't actually don't see anything they actually post. Yeah, no, that makes sense. They'll I say something irritating. Like, I have some that I blocked just because they disagreed with me on, like, I don't know. Oh, the, the friggin' recipes. Like, you know, oh. like, what, what is it called? Tasty? Is that what it is? I don't know what's, what you're referring oh, to. Oh, bruh. Where they show, okay, so it's always something that will give you a heart attack. Okay. So they're making, like, buffalo cheese butt rockets or something. <laughs> oh, I know yes. what you're talking about. And, and then you're like, oh, look at the recipe. It's like, why are you posting this on your Facebook page? You have a save option. You can just save it and not post it. You really want to go back and see it? I don't need to see why you're fat. Like, well, I don't need to see it. It, it. Rather than do something awesome to get credit for it, they'll just share something they think is awesome so they can get a little of that awesome rub on them. Uh -huh. <clears throat> that's, awesome. that's I want all my awesome rubs to be for myself. <laughs> Yeah, leave your, leave your rubbing to yourself. That's not a social media thing. I will rub myself as much as I want. I don't yeah. need to rub you. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> first masturbation joke of the podcast. <laughs> this is a... We could have leaned into dry rub, but we didn't. We, we went for masturbation. No, well, I'm not hungry yet. <laughs> now we go to dry rub. Um, but yeah, so it is, it, it's just ever evolving. But it just, yeah, they, they, they Facebook and friggin', I don't know. I think... The problem is, now I can't, so I can't block, like, my in-laws. And I can't block, like, family members. So then I have to, like, think twice, so I, before I post anything, like, oh, am I going to hear about this at Easter because I said Jesus isn't real or something. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. Or something, something like that. I'm not <laughs> saying I actually posted that. But something to that extent... God, that was, that was a poor choice. Just because I, just because I said nine eleven was an inside job. <laughs> just, I mean, just for example. I mean, when I look up at the clouds, all I see is Bush did nine eleven. <laughs> they spell I spell it out for me. That's because I said chemtrails are coming. <laughs> just because I happened to say Hitler did nothing wrong. It was like it wasn't. <laughs> The Boston Marathon bombing was a false flag. <laughs> 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 
It was not a false flag. We all no, know it was not. None, just, of that, none of that stuff we said was. None of that, that was all true. improv. Except the chemtrails. Yeah, the chemtrails are definitely right. <laughs> you could see them right in the sky. I mean, I come on. I know. Do you see the? Ever see the video of the lady spraying vinegar at chemtrails? No. No. And it like, it's heartbreaking to know that it's probably earnest. Like, so did a, she think that this was going to help, like, dispel, like, like yeah, cure? She's it? like pointing a camera at the sky and going, like, look at those, look at those chemtrails up there. And when I spray this, they seem to go away. It's. Tsh, 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 tsh. I look, they're going away. <laughs> I, I love the idea of that because in, in her world, it's like the government is trying to mind control us by spending millions of dollars flying planes around major cities and dumping chemicals on the population. And they're just hoping that we don't find out about vinegar. <laughs> like, but this is with vinegar. This isn't the same freaking people, too, that are posting on Facebook. Like, uh, some of these people, like most of them, I blocked. It's like, the government is hiding cancer cure. If you just drink hemp oil, like, it will cure your cancer. Like, if it was really that simple, there would be no cancer. Yeah. And no stoner would ever That's right. get cancer, which is false. Well, I think I think it's one of those things where people grasp onto a small amount of science and then extend it, yeah. uh, like because uh, essentially it's like oh, there's study or like oh, if you take mice and you apply like like this like like compound from hemp into their cells like this, then the it reduces the cancer cells, and so people go oh, so if I smoke a joint, my prostate cancer is gone immediately yeah. the next day. It's like that's not the same thing at I all. I suppose what it really is is kind of a logical extension of what we do with chemotherapy, right? <laughs> Where you yeah. kind of poison the cell and then hope it doesn't grow back. Right, exactly. Way. It's I mean it's the same thing uh, that people did with uh, uh, um, quantum physics, where where people are like, oh, like we can't tell what something state is until it's observed, so we can create our reality and whatever we want can just happen. Yeah. We just manifest it, and then we get things like the secret. <laughs> or uh, have you dreamed this man? Have you seen that? No. One? Oh, so there's the guy. So there's this. It's basically a guy, and we'll put this on the the, um, the, the notes page and stuff. Yeah, the notes. So there's a guy, and he has these big eyebrows. He looks kind of like a balding Eugene Levy without the glasses. So, <laughs> or maybe like a um, like a David Berkowitz, the okay. killer. Yeah. So I have to put it in terms of serial killers for the audience. This is, this is who we're speaking to. Yeah. <laughs> People who are really interested in serial killers. Oh, that can recall exactly what oh, they look like. You know, yeah. he, he kind of looks like he kind of looked like a Bianchi and Buono kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe with a little Andre Chikatilo. A little bit of Arthur Lee Allen build, like. I'm getting a Richard Trenton Chase vibe. <laughs> so anyway, this guy he. Um, Apparently, there's this thing going around the internet where people claim that this guy is in everyone's dreams. Mm -hmm. So he shows up, and there's all these different theories as to why he shows up. Like, he is the manifestation of God, so whatever he tells you in your dream, you have to listen to and do, which is actually very dangerous, because what if you dream him telling you to go kill your parents? Right. Um, But it's really fascinating, because part of it is... I mean, you see things in your dreams, you don't remember them exactly most of the time, right. unless you have a nicotine patch on, then you have the most lucid dreams. Really? Ever. Yeah. That's what I, well, my, uh, look into that. well, I say, I have to preface this by saying I went to Catholic school. My uh, theology teacher in high school, um, quit smoking while he was teaching our class and used to come in and just tell us about his weird nicotine patch dreams. Oh my God. <laughs> terrible. He was like, they, they messed him up. Like, yeah. When, pretty, I, when I quit big. smoking the dreams, I was in just night terrors. Like you always wake up in a cold sweat and these like incredibly lucid dreams where you think 
you kind of always know when you're in a dream because it's always nonsense. Yeah. Like, oh, look, I can fly. Okay, this is garbage. <laughs> like, this yeah. is not real. But yeah, so this guy, um, have you seen this man? Have you dreamed this man? So he's in all these different dreams that people have. So it's kind of the self-fulfilling prophecy where people say they'll see it on the internet and then they'll dream it. Oh. Say, oh, I saw him. I saw the guy. He was in my dream. The son of Sam guy. No one actually says that except me. But <laughs> but so everyone so so the internet blows up with this, and then now people have started putting posters up like on subway walls and stuff that say, "Have you dreamt this man? Have you dreamed this man?" And of course, more people start dreaming him because you see it. They're putting it into people's reality. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Kind of like the Slender Man thing. Well, too. Yeah. well have you seen the the movie The Nightmare? No. The documentary. Uh, well, it's by the guy. It's by the director who did Room Two Thirty Seven. Okay, about yeah, the, so about, all the, about all the shining conspiracy theories. It's on yeah. Netflix to, uh, too, I think. Um, but it's about sleep paralysis, and yeah, he interviews a, a number number of people who suffer from sleep paralysis and uh, like the dreams they have and how they affect them in different ways. But everybody seems to kind of have the same elements in their dreams, yes. yeah. like, and it's the like tall. It's like the tall, dark, like figure, like kind of like. Dream, dreaming the same man, the Slender yeah. Man, yeah. Or it's like a cat or some small creature sitting on their chest. Yes, that's a really um, common one I hear. About. I do not like that. Yeah, I'll, I don't I want hear, anyone sitting on my chest. Yeah, I hear a lot of a lot of things about either t- something sitting there or just feeling the the pressure there in their yeah. in the room. Um, I'm kind of feeling it right now, guys. Yeah, I might be having a heart attack. <laughs> I mean, speaking of which, there is a. Se- it, don't look, don't look now, but there is a seven foot tall man in a suit behind you. So, but does he have like son of Sam eyebrows? Does he kind of look like Eugene Levy? <laughs> <laughs> ah, listen. Uh. I mean, I'm not entirely convinced that Eugene Levy and the son of Sam Killer are not the same. <laughs> well, I mean, ever ever since you got me straight out- dreaming, boo. <laughs> And that was the first bringing down the house reference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of firsts today. Well, that's well, it's the first episode. <laughs> yeah, everything is about many so more to come. Yeah. <laughs> um. Was oh, but yeah, like oh, all yeah. the uh, all the dreams of people who have sleep paralysis, kind of like they, like they all kind of dream sim- like the same basic thing. Like mm-hmm. they, they all kind of have the same elements. Like one of them. Uh, one of them has a dream that like these two slender figure like bony figures come and like take him away and then like bring it and like essentially he wakes up and he's back and you know he's still in bed uh but like he then the 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 guy there's a segment the the guy who dreamed it saw the movie communion Mm -hmm. uh when he was uh when he was grown up and like it's basically like the the whole idea of that guy's alien abduction is kind of the same thing as his sleep paralysis. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's how I feel about Ernest Scared Stupid. <laughs> so, like, every... I literally think... Like, so there's that scene where the monster is under the kid's bed mm-hmm. before like, he turns the kid into wood. Yep. And every night I'm just like, this guy's under... <laughs> that guy's there. This guy's under my bed and he's going to turn me into wood unless I have milk next to me. But I'm lactose intolerant, so oh. I can't even have milk near me. <laughs> I mean, so, that's not how it works. Well, it's, it's fine, I assure you, because if you go with that defense, you just wind up with some really stinky water guns. <laughs> <laughs> now, the only movie that truly terrified me was Ernest Scared Stupid. He just, like, got into my head. It was pretty creepy. The thing that got me, though, when you, you mentioned the under-the-bed thing is, uh, have you guys seen the movie The Gate? I haven't yeah, seen that. I know what it is. It's Stephen Dorff, it. right? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but there's a scene in that where the, the movie is essentially about a, a, a gate in someone's backyard that opens up the gate to hell. And so demons start uh, going after these kids. 
And there's a scene where uh, a kid gets out of bed and a demon reaches out from under the bed and tries to drag the kid under the bed. And so for a good chunk of my childhood, when I when it was dark, I didn't put my feet next to the bed. I had to leap off the bed to get a good distance away. Yeah. I still like, run up the stairs if I turn all the lights like, like, <laughs> When I turn all the lights off down the yeah. stairs, I'm like, I gotta run up the stairs as quickly as possible. <laughs> Someone is down here to murder me. That's right. I need to outrun the darkness. Yeah, I need to outrun the darkness. <laughs> And then, God forbid, you know, I forget my glasses or something downstairs, and then... Guess I can't guess, sleep tonight. Guess I'm not sleeping. <laughs> you need guess. your glasses to sleep, Jared? <laughs> I don't know how you see in the dark. <laughs> how are you... Oh, I how did, are you going to fight Freddy Krueger in your dreams <laughs> if you can't see him? Like, yeah. <laughs> if Slenderman's coming, I want to know how close he is. <laughs> I don't. <If> I... <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was that does it for grammar talk. Grammar talk. <laughs> we just talking about spun order. off into serial killers and nightmares. I have a feeling that's going to be a commentation. Uh, yeah. I, a, yeah, I really like serial killers. Um, <laughs> so our second topic is going to be improv talk. We're just going to talk about how we got into improv, what it is, um, and you know what its practical applications in daily life mm-hmm. because it's not. It's kind of something you can always use. You're, uh, we, we always say in rehearsal, oh, you're always improvising. It's just a matter of the degree to which you're doing it. Yeah. Right. Um, for example, a job interview. Just improvising everything because they're just lying. <laughs> <laughs> just li- making stuff yeah. up. Yeah. Or they ask a question and you, yes, and? <laughs> yeah, but, like in improv, you're basically given a context and then you have to just come up with stuff on the spot. And the yeah. job interview gives you... Like a very, you're in an office. Someone's asking you a question, and your goal is to make them like you. Yeah. Oh, well, my job interview for the current current job I um, I hold, uh, <laughs> I had the a I had at least one just freeze up improv moment uh, where. Um, Did you say the, scene at the end of it? I didn't say <laughs> scene. <laughs> I wanted to. Um, where uh, my the, my principal asked me. Uh, now, how do you plan to in- implement 21st century learning? Oh, and I just went. Uh, why? What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean by <laughs> 21st century learning? And like, it, all it took was like a little, like a, the vaguest definition of what that is to, for me to just like rattle off like all the yeah. stuff that I would do. The answer <laughs> is day by day in the 21st century. Mm-hmm. Day by day in the uh, 21st I'm century. I'm going to incentivize the students with free hoverboards. <laughs> <laughs> the, the day came and went. There are no, <laughs> there are no hoverboards. Well, well there, there are hoverboards. There is, but it's not really a hoverboard. But they're also fire. No, but there are hoverboards that aren't publicly for sale. You can go on YouTube and look up. There are videos of, of these boards that are actually literally hovering, not the little like wrapper... Uh, wheeled hoverboards. Which are basically segways without the handle. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But that catch on fire. And, and go slower. Yeah. yeah. Do, you, do, do you hate stability and uh, going fast? Mm. Well, my dog's freaking hate. So she, she knocked a kid off a, hover, of a hoverboard the other day. <laughs> well, not really knocked off. She's like, so she hates skateboards and um, mm. uh, scooters, anything. Well, it's because that makes people move like ghosts. Exactly. Lie. Yeah, and because she can see ghosts. Yeah. That's what I think. Um, that's why she's barking at nothing at the time. He's like, the ghost in the house. Um, this is dog talk with Jared. <laughs> <laughs> but she like not. So she barks at this kid. The kid just goes flying off the hoverboard. The hoverboard just stops dead. You know, so 
But anyway, so back to improv. Uh, let's try to direct the conversation. <laughs> no, you were improving. Great. Work. I will just talk. Great work. I will just talk about my dog all day. Um, so let's start with Jim because Jim, I yeah. think you've been you've been in the longest. Mm. Though I've been in the group a little longer, but you've been doing improv longer than I have. Mm-hmm. So how did you get into it? Um, what was your first experience? In the- uh, well, I've been watching it since I was like. 11 or 12 years old because yeah. I was always watching Who's Line oh, yeah. as a kid. So, Who's Line is anyway. The, now it's Aisha Taylor, right? Aisha it's Tyler, yeah. Taylor, Tyler, whatever. It's still, it's still pretty good. But yeah. Yeah, I, uh, well, it's the same cast, right? It's Colin Mocker. It, well, it's yeah. Colin and Ryan and then Wayne yeah. and whoever. Like, Does Greg Proops do it sometimes? I think he does it sometimes, okay. yeah. He's, he's like the occasional fourth guest. Does Wayne Brady... He looks younger now than he did in like yeah. 1996. Where's the clothes yeah. in the 96? That's the yeah. problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Man, he but he you see him on his uh, his talk show that he had. He was it was just like wasn't good. And then he goes well, right back into the improv, and you're like, oh yeah, this is what you're good at. Yeah, it's like if I tried to do stand up, it just wouldn't. I couldn't do it. Have you tried it? Yeah, I've done a couple open mic nights, and it was okay. But I kind of you you do that thing where you revert back to the things that so you're not really using being funny. You're just saying obscene things. Mm. It's kind of so like how, how come you didn't do well in Rhode Island, man? Because <laughs> <laughs> I told, no, like seriously, no, that's a serious question. Because I tried to do stand up, and mm. yeah, I mean, I got it was I got. I one time was in a, a basement in a, of a bar in Providence watching a open mic where one guy did an entire like eight minute set on rape, and I'm someone who defends someone's right to make a rape joke. Uh, if it is a well thought out thing that has a point, but none of those jokes were this. Well, it's no. not a, like it's not a rape joke if it's like a joke of, if it's it, it, like if it doesn't if the victim is not the target. Right. Like, exactly. Basically. Well, th- I don't know if that was the case with this gentleman. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> yeah. The case, yeah. This this is this gentleman. <laughs> I don't know yeah. if he's a gentleman if he's making an this eight minute. Gentleman. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. I don't think you're a gentleman. A gentleman would not discuss rape in such a. Cavalier fashion. Well, yeah, he, people, like, he thought he could get away with it because he had a top hat and a monocle. And I was like, I don't <laughs> care what Mr. you're wearing. Look, Mr. Peanut. <laughs> <laughs> you need jokes for a I was being ironic. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, yeah, but when when I used to do, uh, stay, I briefly did stand-up for a while and like did some like open mic contests and stuff like that. Oh, I know. People... I saw you do stand-up in Providence, right? Was it at the, the what's it called? Comedy Connection? No. Not a comic. I never did comedy connection. It? Catch a Rising Star I did at the Twin River when that was a thing. I thought I saw you uh, do... The uh, Spot does some sometimes? At, was the, it at, the Spot. Uh, the These are, they, for, for anybody who's not from Rhode Island, this is, this, this is a segment called Rhode Island Talk. Uh, yeah, this is called... Do you want to hear about comedy clubs you won't go to? Yeah, yeah. you know, they're at the Spikes after... And, oh! Um, yeah. <laughs> we got a coffee milk, <laughs> and then we went home. We walked around and booked some people in Onlyville, you know. I went home with my wife, whose name is Gina... <laughs> or Maria, depending on whether or not you're Portuguese or Italian. Anyway, Jared married to Gina Raimondo. Um, <laughs> it was a messy divorce. I got no money. You got no money. She got to be governor. Uh, I know it's hard, man. But um, I'm sorry, right, Jim. So you were talking. But about... like the people who would win the contest, that I, I hope none of them are listening. But because uh, I'm not referring to all of them, there were there were a lot of good ones. Um, but there are some who like actually found some success who were just like doing the most racist stuff. Oh uh, yeah. But it's because like it, you know, it would land with a certain crowd. Yeah. It's uh, a cheap laugh that you kind of get the And I'm all for blue humor, but like that Yeah. There's a difference between making a a joke that happens to be blue and there's a punchline and then just saying a racist thing out loud and people reacting yeah. to it. Yeah. Which is why I kind of like which is why I was l- l- I was late to understand 
Anthony Jeselnik. Yeah, I never, yeah. I never got him until recently, and now I do. <laughs> that he, that he kind of follows through in that way. Mm. Well, also, I'm on. Like Louis C.K. does that too, where he'll take what was the the oh the Saturday Night Live that um, monologue that he got a lot of flack yeah. for when he was talking mm. about child molesters, mm. and he's just like, yeah, but like it's gotta be really great, right? If you're willing to risk all of this, and like at first you're like, ooh, <laughs> and then you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> Like, you're kind of, like, breaking that. Right. The, the topic's uncomfortable, but you have a point to what you're saying. Exactly. It's not just a to- an uncomfortable topic. Yeah, exactly. It, it's a, it again, but, like, like your, like, your guy before, like, it's just about who is the, who is the target of this joke. Yeah, like, right. who is, who, who is, who ju- is being made fun of. Yeah. Just to make sure we're clear, the Bit Players Bits Per Second podcast does not condone child molestation. Nope. <laughs> I'm glad that we're less than one episode in before you have to say that. That's really... <laughs> I have a feeling we're going to have to well, say that. Well, it's good that in the first episode you're willing to take a hard stance like yeah, that. Yeah, you know... So... <laughs> we, we only we only really stand up for the big issues. We'll, we'll cut this. No. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll cut this part out. Wait, you're cutting it out because you do stand for... T- I'm, I'm confused. Yes. I'm confused. Um, but anyway... So, I was talking about improv. Yeah, so improv. <laughs> uh, so. I did stand up for a while and it didn't work out at the end. Um, uh, I started doing. I did improv like for a few like talent shows in high school, and I joined uh, I, when I went to college. Uh, I and uh, just a few other theater kids, theater people, started an improv group at PC called Rejects on the Rise, mm-hmm. uh, which is still there. Which it's it's. I think it's still. Uh, they. I think they still perform. I haven't been back there in a long time. Yeah, it was still there when my brother was there. Yeah. Um, Were you doing this concurrently with doing stand up? No. Okay. No, I didn't do stand up until after okay. uh, college, uh, and that was that was unfortunate. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, after after college, uh, I got into uh, I joined a group called Unexpected Company. Um, which is where I met Frank, who was the uh, artistic director of the Bit Players, who like has been probably my closest uh, improv uh, associate over the years. Um, and since then, I've been in a few, I've, like been in a few other uh, other groups. Uh, we, uh, uh, I was in a group called Inside Jokes, where which was a sketch variety improv group where. Uh, that I was in with uh, Melissa Bowler, who's the executive mm-hmm. director of uh, Providence Improv Guild. And she's um, amazing. And she, she's amazing. Uh, and she was in Rejects with me as well. We went mm-hmm. to school together. We've been, that, she's another one of my closest improv friends. Cool. And, but uh, were you ever lovers? No. Okay. <laughs> Let's just say that right up front. There's all, all my questions are now gone. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, and that's for, that's, I'm saying that for her benefit. <laughs> <laughs> um, just to be clear. Um, but yeah, I've been. Uh, uh, I am. Uh, I've performed with. I also formed a group called Wilbur Wilbur Neilbur, uh, which mm-hmm. uh, is uh, which I which I formed with uh, Ryan Hardigan and Neil Leahy, former bit players, uh, and uh, they. Although I haven't, I haven't been able to because I've been super busy. But they're going to the Alaska Improv Fest this year. I saw that. Is, yeah. yeah, very jealous of um, that. But anyway. Uh, how I got into improv, I don't. I guess it always interested me because I never, uh, I was never all that good at improvising life. <laughs> like, kind of, because I improv on the stage came first as a way for me to actually function mm-hmm. <laughs> in, in the like day to day social world. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's 
I wouldn't be able to teach if I didn't do improv. I wouldn't be able to like uh, carry conversations pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I get that. No, I mean, when I was a teacher, like that was the improv skills were what made it so I didn't lose it. Right. It's because you forget that. I mean, you you lesson plan and you, but that's really only accounts for like fifty percent of the time you're actually in front of them. So then after you're done talking about something, you're like eh 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 nonsense 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 nonsense. Yeah, like I've, uh, I mean, even even being able to improvise, like the, some conversations with me are just kind of like, uh, uh, um, <laughs> okay, yes, and <laughs> see ya. <laughs> So Tim, how did you get into improv? Um, I, I mean, like like Jim and like a lot of people who were around in that time period, I definitely watched a lot of Whose Line Is It Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but then uh, the the first uh, actual dabbling in improv when I was in college, uh, I took a an acting class where, where one of the things we did was a couple improv games just as a warm up. Sure. It was a very like throwaway thing. I didn't think much of it. I enjoyed them, um, but they weren't the main focus, so I didn't think too much of it. But I did a little improv there for a semester, and then. Didn't touch it again for years, and uh, fast forward, I knew you, Jared, mm-hmm. and uh, a couple other people here in Newport, so I saw the bit players several times uh, and, and became a fan of them, and then uh, at some point about five years ago, you guys had auditions, and mm-hmm. I tried out and uh, and got accepted, and uh, with little improv experience, somehow managed to improv my way into improv, and, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and yeah. I've been around for five years now, and uh, I'm vaguely competent now, so... Yeah, that's that's. You're it. never completely competent in it. Yeah, no. Because <laughs> well, because no. your standards are going to keep going up as you improve, yeah. so it's always going to there's always going to be a, a soft spot. So yeah, yeah. Um, mine was pretty much the same way too. I, I used to go to a lot of the unexpected company shows that Jim and Frank were in. Yeah, and I always enjoyed them, and it's also like a great place to go for a date. Yes, because absolutely. That's seven seventeen at the Warwick Museum of Art. <laughs> was that, that was, yeah, that's what, that was when it was. Yeah, yeah. so. It's not there anymore. Not there anymore. No, but now it's bring your own improv there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, they do a different brand of improv than we do. Yeah, they do. They, yeah, they do the audience. Like they bring the audience up to perform. Yeah, like their uh, the audience yeah. is in is involved in almost every bit, right? Yeah, every they game. bring somebody up to actually play a part. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I'm not confident enough to do that with our audience. So not, we have great audience. But... No, we have a great audience, but we have more of a a boozy crew. Yeah, yeah. Like ours is more of a they come. It's a bring your own beer theater. I think there's a different expectation different in the crowds yeah. Yeah. to the two shows that we have. Mm-hmm. I mean, the theater is very much, I mean, the, the stage, so um, if I remember correctly, the stage at the Museum of Art in Warwick is more level with the crowd, yeah, a, right? Yeah, more more level. Yeah, there's a raised stage, but it's, uh, yeah, the kind of... It's like the, six inches, eight inches. Yeah, yeah it's not right. like our theater. Our theater, you we kind of put the audience in a pit, so they yeah. worship our, the our stage, of the players. Our stage height is about that of a wrestling ring. So Yeah, good. yeah that's, that's a good, good one. Good example yes. of it, yes. Because I, I, when I rolled on last night, it was like... Oh, yes. <laughs> For right. the people who've never been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we highly recommend it. We'll, we'll discuss that at the end. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so... um. I had done some improv in college, um, and then they had open auditions. It was right. So the group, the bit players kind of felt, we're in our 10th year now, but around the seventh year, or the third year, third or fourth year, um, a lot of the group left. And so they had open auditions, and there were only three members at that time, I think. It was just Vlad, Anna, and Neil mm-hmm. were the only members. And um, mm-hmm. I auditioned, and 
just from sheer lack of talent pool. <laughs> I was like the the best of a lot of three people that weren't all that interested. So I was like the most uh, excited about it. I had also just uh, had a really bad breakup, and I needed a way to pick up chicks fast. <laughs> I knew there was some scheme behind. Oh, it. it's always there's always a scheme. Yeah. Um, and it yeah, I just kind of stuck with it and been there for years now. So that was 2009. So it's 2016. So seven years ago. Yeah. I think I think it's important to point out like that none of us went through the like traditional like I don't know the structured what classes structured classes to get yeah. to improv like which is not to diss those because like I, I know that there there are people who've gone through those and like they're they're like the superstars right now yeah um, but I think it's also important to say like well, all of us got started just by doing it yeah just by making a, either making a group or joining one and just kind of like starting it mm-hmm. like learning as we go you know we've also been the benefit had the benefit of working with some very seasoned improvisers too yeah. i mean having so we have a for those of you that haven't been to the show we have a um a mime expert named vlad mm-hmm. who actually trained with marcel marceau also known as the only famous mime ever <laughs> and he brings this incredible physicality and ability with mime that he shares with us and having him teach <laughs> what we're gonna get an angry letter from Bill Irwin okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey if Bill Irwin listens to this podcast and sends us an angry letter that's going on the Facebook page yes. um, that's a warning to you Bill Irwin yeah and you too David Shiner <laughs> all of you yeah but um mum and Johnson <laughs> we, we benefited from some people that were very very talented yes and that and I think a lot of times when groups get started, you have a lot of people learning at the same time. And mm-hmm. I think we came in, a lot of people were at different levels, and they kind of you mm-hmm. drag the the people that need more work up with yeah. the, the people that are more talented and more seasoned. Yeah, the group will have the auditions once in a while, bring a couple people in, and those people get to work with this usually group of about 10-ish people yeah. who've been yeah. doing it for a while, so it's helpful. And then some people tap out, some people burn out. Like it just it depends. I mean, it is a pretty big time commitment. It is. So yeah. anytime I have to tell... Like uh, my boss. <laughs> oh, I gotta be home with blah 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 because I have improv rehearsal on Wednesday. You get that look. Like, what the hell is wrong with you? What's improv rehearsal? Do you just make stuff up? And then you have to explain, oh no, we practice the games, we just <laughs> so we have a structure, but the jokes are made up on the spot at the time. I understand. <laughs> well, like, it's like, the, try, try to explain it like this. If you have a, a boxing match coming up in two months, you could just show up that day and punch the guy, or you could train. Yeah. Exactly, yeah, exactly. So you never know what's going to come, but you're kind of ready. Yeah, you got to be ready to throw them funny punches. The funny punches. That's a, that's a really... Funny really, punches. I will call us comedic boxers. We from throw now. them funny punches. Throw them funny punches. Funny punches. So yeah, so we're all in it. Um, so every Saturday at 8 and 10 p.m. and every Friday at 8 p.m. I like you did that in order. I, yeah, I did it backwards. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway... <laughs> um, so let's move on to our next topic. Uh, we're going to talk to Tim a little bit about his, uh, his run for president. Yes. Brick 2016. Hashtag. Hashtag. Brick. Brick. That's B-R-I-C. That's right. No K. 2016. Okay. B-R-I-C 2016. Uh, so what made you want to embark on this social media adventure well uh to be honest with you just like many americans i'm just frustrated with the process going on there's a lot of options on the table and uh 
wasn't feeling particularly satisfied with any of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't feel like someone of my stature and lack of funds and lack of corporate donations is someone who would get a huge amount of momentum. But I thought if I were to declare myself running for president, talk about it, throw it out there, be a little fun and open, that I might be able to get people talking about certain things that aren't talked about instead of just all the, the sort of nonsense that goes on when people talk about politics and the, the name game and, and, uh, and all that type of thing. I, I, I thought there's just so much negativity going on that I could make things a little more lighthearted in uh, my little world bubbles discussion. So have you talked to Kanye about a potential jewel ticket in 2020? Uh, I have not. I think that uh, we would wind up being uh, uh, opposing one another uh, because we are both egomaniacs to some degree, but of different types. Mm-hmm. So uh-huh. I think we would butt heads a little bit. Uh, I have been uh, talking with uh, with Killer Mike about a, a potential VP uh, <laughs> nod, but I don't want to... I heard that he has a horse in the game already. He does have a horse in the game. In the race. But he has a horse in the game that Hillary Clinton is trying to shoot. <laughs> She's trying to talk about this horse having a lame leg and wants to put it down, and Killer Mike's like, no. So we'll we'll see. Right. I want to see how the cards play out. Do you think Hillary eat the horse? Horse meat is actually really good. See, I find really it high spongy. I haven't eaten a horse. Oh. I did. Actually, That's right, America. I was, I, hung- I was hungry enough to eat one once. But... <laughs> <laughs> no, I went, to, uh, I, w- I went to Italy when I was in college, and I ordered... I couldn't read Italian at all, though I should have been able to read what I ordered. So I was like, oh, bistecca. I want a steak. So I ordered a bisteca, and it was... I didn't read the second word, which was cavallo, which <laughs> yes. is horse. Oh. So yes, I ate horse right. steak, and I was like, ah, it's a little spongy. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good to know. That's a Jerry Pimentel, international traveler. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do something I didn't want to in Italy. I'm a world how, traveler. How many things can Jared Pimentel accidentally eat on vacation? Oh, we haven't gotten to the last section of the podcast. That's, yeah, so. that's a new segment right there. What, what did Jared right. eat what this Jared week? Jared ate? I'm having a problem. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's, that's uh, what pushed me towards running for president, is that frustration. And so now I'm doing I think it. a lot of people share that frustration. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, that was part of it, is I thought like I could help be a, a vent for that frustration. At least to a couple people. And honestly, I'm surprised. I thought it'd be a, a funny thing to do, and a couple people would get a laugh out of it, but a lot of people are seem to be enjoying it. So I'm seeing the hashtag all over. Yeah. yeah. A lot of shares, a lot of people... A lot of people that I don't even like really interact with on, on, uh, on social media that much... Mm-hmm. Like noticing it and uh, and talking about it, so I see a lot of people reposting it and like, wait, I didn't even know you knew Tim. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> how do you do that? I mean, I'm 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 willing to to talk about uh, uh, anything politically if you if you have any questions policy? about yeah. policy questions or anything of that what's, nature. <laughs> Jared, what's most important to you this uh, <laughs> this election season? Yeah, share what's... your opinions with me. I'll, I'm I'm willing to to hear out the voices of the citizens. So I'm most interested in the sex worker industry. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, next thing. <laughs> Hashtag legalize it. <laughs> sex workers need protection like every other workers. Well, that's kind of uh, that's like how that's, I feel. Yeah, that's how, that's kind of how I feel too. Is that plus, if you could pay for a stripper with a debit card, like how great would that be? It would be fantastic. I know that from the Big Short. Not from life. <laughs> I mean, just just imagine how convenient it'd be if you were enjoying yourself at the strip club. You've imbibed a few drinks, and a uh, stripper comes up and says, "Like, hey, would you like a dance?" And you're just like, "Do you have square?" You know? Yeah. It'd be really, it'd be really convenient if she just had. <clears throat> that's I'm out of questions. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's, <laughs> it. that's the issue. What's the like? 
uh, well, uh, like if you had, well, I know you've talked about just like the, the politics of it all and the back and forth and the frustration with that, but like policy wise, like what is your issue? What's your, like what's my pet one? issue? Like what's your pet issue if there is one? Um, honestly, like I, I think my, my pet issue would probably be to bring down the vitriol in the country to, to get ah. everyone together because we need to have a conversation. Everyone's talking about what's good for America, but then they're being mean to other Americans about it because those Americans don't agree with them. Yeah. And I think that just doesn't go anywhere. The, the entire country has been trained over time by media to fall into one of two categories mm-hmm. and to, to create a villain out of the other category. And that's not productive at all. Everyone needs to realize that even if we don't agree on the method, we are all trying to get to the same place, which is to, to make everyone's life as good as it can possibly be. Yeah. And so I'd say that would be the main thrust, is uh, before we can talk about issues, we need to try to be on the same page uh, about w- going forward. And honestly, that's uh, the, the I'm really bothered by the fact that the word progress has been become a negative word because conservatives don't like progressives. Progress is a good thing by definition. Yeah. yeah. Um, it doesn't have that doesn't mean that everyone who's progressive all of their ideas need to be implemented right away no but progress is a good thing yeah so yeah I'm all about positivity. I guess that's the that's the, the that's good, positivity. That's, that that's something that we could use some more of I think because even like I'm seeing people who agree with each other on like 99 percent of yes. things are at each other's throats well, that's right. i'm not going to say names of the like you know who like candidates or anything but like because it's pretty much across the board yeah like, it's all i've um, even seen people who literally agreed on an issue that they were arguing about mm-hmm. but they both just presented the, the their thought in a different way and didn't understand each other's like like way of thinking about it mm-hmm. yeah like, it's like no no you guys are actually on the same page but you just said it this way and you said it this way and you're getting mad over words yeah and that, it's, well, that it's was, waste. Uh, Bernie Sanders did that when he spoke at Liberty University, mm-hmm. which is you know very conservative, founded by um, and banned interracial dating. You know, banned like interracial sort of like dating. <laughs> but he walked in and he says, "We agree on eighty percent of things." Yep. Mm-hmm. If you guys are truly you know good Christians and believe in charity and take care of the poor and everything, we agree on eighty percent of the things. Why are we just talking about abortion and? Terrorism, like, why aren't we talking about the eighty percent of the things that we agree with? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but people people like to really focus on the the disagreement. They really they really like to make an enemy. Well, and and like the 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 business of politics as it is, and it is a business because there are millions of dollars funneling through mm-hmm. uh, the this whole thing. People are getting rich off of this. Um, requires that wedge being shoved in there, mm-hmm. like between parties, between candidates, between different people so yeah that that's why it's perpetuated absolutely uh, and you know what you can you can look at the lifestyle lead and tell that i'm not taking any corporate money there's there's no corporate money no corporate money coming into my pockets uh i'm i'm buying i'm buying like new pants at savers and <laughs> are they really new pants New to me, new to me pants. New to you. But you can find some some tags on. If you haven't worn them, they're new to you. I got a brand new blazer. Like you can tell, it never been worn because it's still at the original price tags from Macy's in it for fifteen bucks. Yeah, Savers. Yeah. I mean, I dry cleaned the hell out of it because you don't know. Can we contact Savers for a sponsorship? I I was thinking maybe we should talk to Savers, (laughs) or maybe they're not in the business of sponsoring podcasts yet. Yeah. Maybe just not we we kind of give all our money to like the the big brother big sister. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 we're not we don't really throw it. At 
So yeah, so is there anything else you'd want the voters to know about a Tim Brick candidacy? Like, who would you nominate to the Supreme Court? Uh, well, that's something that I haven't looked into yet because I do firmly believe that uh, if uh, if the rest of the government doesn't uh, continue the process of Barack Obama's nomination, that mm -hmm. they are not doing their job. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I'm just going to assume that America's going to do the right thing, and that's going to happen by the time I would take office so if I were elected. Mm -hmm. Yes. Plus, I haven't uh, established my cabinet yet, so that's, that's something I obviously would want to heavily consult with people on. Do you think you would consider Judge Reinhold? Uh, absolutely. Uh, and not even just for the Supreme Court. I think Judge Reinhold should be considered for most positions. Um, I think it's something that... Uh, I think he'd be a unifying force. I think if, if, if a nomination uh, for judge came up, uh, America would stand behind that more firmly than most things I would do. Well, what about Secretary of Defense? Because like, that guy, he threw the coffee in that burglar's face like that like yeah. it's <laughs> well and that's what i'm saying is it shows that if the moment calls for it he can make those tough decisions to act with 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 firm uh, aggressiveness that 3am phone call yeah that 3am he seems mild-mannered but he he's willing to act exactly yeah. and you need that you need that 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 uh the two sides of the coin you need the mild-manneredness and you but you need to strike when it when it is necessary yes all right great so uh moving on to our final topic um, quit your bits in. This is uh, the portion of the podcast where we discuss things that we just cannot get over and we need to stop talking about. Mm. Um, <laughs> so I'm this gonna, is where we let it out. This, this is, is where, where we let it out. Vent. In, in case you haven't heard it before. Because um, <laughs> the rest of the podcast wasn't that at all. Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, we're still complaining. Um, so what I can't stop bits in about is the commercials for the Burger King grilled dogs. So, <laughs> I know, I have very, very... It was small scope. So, I'm a big hot dog fan. Like, my, I, I, my body is basically a sausage fest. And I love... Like, <laughs> yeah, you Your body know. is a sausage <laughs> fest. <laughs> John Mayer stole my idea. Um, so, when I saw that Burger King was coming out with a hot dog, I was very, very, very skeptical. Because I, I, I really like high... You know what, guys... Uh, whatever. So, I want a steamed one on a bun. <laughs> no, but the burger kings are grilled, though. Yeah, the burger kings are. So, you know, I, I, we always, my, my wife like, gets mad because I purchased like, the most expensive, fancy hot dogs possible because, like, I. They're, those are so much better. The what what Marker, are your brands? Yes. The, the Soggy's Dogs. Those are the, yep. the absolute best. Um, it drives her crazy. Why are we paying twenty dollars for hot dogs? Damn it, woman! Be because we want hot dogs that are only fifty percent pig butthole instead exactly. of ninety-five percent. <laughs> well, I don't care if there's pig butthole. What I care about is if there's sawdust in it. Oh, all right, fair enough. So, I was very skeptical going in. So I've been complaining for the the, the commercials are terrible. They have the hot dog vendors like, oh, we only have steam buns at the ballpark. Get the grilled dogs, yeah. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm not. I think that's how it went. <laughs> <laughs> So I was very skeptical. Um, yesterday, I was a little hungover. I decided I was going to go for a trip to Burger King. I'm going to give the grilled dogs a chance. And they were actually really good. All right. They, um, I would put them around a Nathan's hot dog for taste. Yep. Uh, somewhere between a Nathan's and a Hebrew National. Okay. Um, solid. Pretty firm skin. Like better than an Oscar Mayer wiener. Would, um, would you say it has like the, like, like the snap of a, of a knockwurst? No, not, not quite. Okay, it's, it's, okay. It's, 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 but it's definitely um, 
better than your average Oscar Mayer or, okay. or um, you know, the cheapo hot dogs. Bar S. Yeah, Bar S. <laughs> <laughs> hey, in a pinch, I'll eat those hot dogs too. Well, I mean, sometimes at a barbecue, you got to, but... Uh, pro- I'll just, I just eat whatever's given to me at a barbecue. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, pro tip, if you don't want hot dogs that uh, have the consistency of Jello, don't eat Bar S. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, those are the ones we, we train my dog with. <laughs> so, but I, actually, I can't, it does work, though. So, Burger yeah. King wants to sponsor this podcast. Um, I am very in favor of your Burger King grilled dogs. Grilled dogs. All right. So, uh, what are you what are you bitsing about? Well, well I, I I don't know if this is trite, but I'm gonna bits about the weather. Oh um, no! Just I mean, like it's super nice out right now. By the way, if you could see like out the window for from where we are, um, it's it's a beautiful day. Be- a beautiful. Uh, is it the first day of spring? Yes, today is the, yeah, day day the first day of spring. Yes. Uh, happy equinox. Yeah, happy equinox. Uh, Pagans. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm waiting till just Jesus after comes we back j- next just week. after we celebrated the driving of you out of Ireland. But, you know, <laughs> we're gonna pay some lip service. Um, but uh, and uh, I'm speaking as a teacher. Um, that uh, I there's this uh, there, there's reports that in the Northeast, particularly in Massachusetts, there's going to be huge snowstorms Sunday. Uh, which I mean. Spin this out into whatever argument about climate change that you want. I'm not gonna. This isn't. This isn't explicitly about that. Although you could probably tell where I stand on the issue. Um, Anti. Yes, <laughs> I'm against. I'm against climate change as a as a, uh, as a thing. Oh, I thought um, you were anti-climate. Oh, I'm anti-climate. Yeah, I'm anticlimactic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there uh, and what that means. Completely selfishly for me is that our last day of school is going to be on a Monday. If you get the uh, snow if cancellation. We get, if we get the okay. snow cancellation. Which, I mean, um, we're supposed to get, as well, they said anywhere between like 6 and 18 inches. There. Yeah. Jesus, that's a swing. Uh, well, you guys down here are getting more. We're pro- <laughs> they're saying like uh, up to 12, I think, for us. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I don't want that because um, every anybody who's taught knows that like if you're bringing kids back for one day, not, not, nothing's gonna get done. You, like, you just physically have the kids there, and that's about it, right? Yeah, that's yeah. Pr- pretty much it. If I bring myself in for one day, nothing's gonna get done. Yeah, no. Like, it's like working one day before taking four days off for Christmas. Or something. Exactly. You yeah. just you're, you're absolutely useless. So I like I just I'm just hoping that uh that this that that it holds off and just that that we can just have spring now and like that will be it uh even though we had a pretty light winter uh i just everything's everything's nice and wrapped up now right now for me i'd like, I'd like things to stay as they are just kind of coast just yeah. right right to the end so what are you bitching about tim uh i'm bitching about gene simmons Ooh. and this is uh indicative of a larger issue that annoys me Probably unnecessarily so, but that's true. Uh, Gene Simmons recently said that he cannot wait for the death of rap music. Uh Um, And uh, it just strikes me as out of touch, which Gene Simmons generally does, because he says a bunch of nonsense constantly. Uh, But it just seems silly that someone who's basically... Rap has existed basically his entire career. And it's only gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. And it just seems like an old man using his platform of a fan base to complain about something that isn't his thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and that's a waste. Uh, he, he could be the type of person who promotes uh, like any positive change in the world, but really, he just doesn't like these other people making music that he doesn't understand. Yeah. And uh, 
And it's it, it's really silly because what was Kiss in the 1970s but something that parents got mad at and didn't like, and now he's the parent but he's still got long hair and... Uh, and he still can't play the bass. No! Like, he really just, like, he still doesn't know how to play his instrument. Yeah, and <laughs> and what what was Kiss but uh, one song? I know one Kiss song. Oh, I mean, Love Gun is... Oh, that, I'm sorry. All right, there are two Lick songs. It up. Lick it that up. I don't know. I don't know what that is. I don't know. What, but uh, I don't know. I never held Kiss in high regard, and he's not the only aging rocker who I was made for loving. Said out of touch things. That's a good one. Yeah. Beth. Beth is great. All right, guys. I, I now I'm thing about you defending Kiss. <laughs> <laughs> I sang that to my wife in karaoke at our wedding, and um, I forgot to change the name from Beth to Steph. So I sang Beth to my wife, whose name oh, wow. is Stephanie, and. Uh, that was embarrassing. <laughs> how, did, how did she take that? Uh, She's used to me calling her by the wrong name. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true. I always call her by the correct name. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it, Gene Simmons is kind of a world famous BS artist. You know, yeah. I remember watching, um, and this is many years ago, watching MTV Cribs, where he had. Um, they came into his house. He's showing him all around. He's like, you know, this is where I bring all the groupies after the show. Meanwhile, his wife is sitting there. And she's just like, no, he doesn't. <laughs> his wife, who's actually a very famous... Um, Shannon Tweed. Shannon yeah. Tweed. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's in my top former softcore pornography star. She's, she, was, she was famous for uh, what people got to watch on cable before there was uh, streaming internet pornography. Yeah, she yeah. was a... She was a was it like the pre-Skinamax kind of thing, or was it? I during, think it was like during Skinamax. It was definitely a VHS market. It was yeah, like, it was like the uh, like the ones that you could still get at Blockbuster. Yeah, like, <laughs> that sort of thing. That you could like trick your parents into letting you rent. Right, because like, it looked sort of like it was a movie. Yeah, but like, like Species. When I, well, I guess no, that's not the same. No, Species was actually a little movieish there, but but I absolutely tricked my parents. Like, oh, it's about aliens, mom. I just want to see the boobies. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I wanted to see the aliens and the boobies personally. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's me. I can totally recall the three boobs. Yes. Really cool. <laughs> boob talk with the big players. <laughs> you know what? I bet you guys could drum up a solid following for boob talk. Uh, boob I talk. Bet. I think boob we could talk. do that. With two men. No. <laughs> Joe Rogan already has a podcast. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, so, yeah. Yeah, Gene Simmons. He sucks. Yeah. yeah. Have you, like, look up... Um, for what I, apparently I haven't listened to the whole thing, but apparently he did an interview of, like ten years ago with mm-hmm. Terry Gross on Fresh Air, of okay. which, in which he was just t- awful to her. Really, and she was open about that yeah, he's like the most terrible. How can you be awful to Terry Gross? She's like the greatest. Yeah, that he was just smug and just like treat her like crap. And then there's an interview she did with uh, with Al Franken, mm-hmm. where uh, I think it was pre Senator Al Franken, where he said uh, he t- tells a story uh, of the. Tells a story about playing tennis with Gene Simmons, which just makes him look like the biggest dumbass. Like, like, like it's worth listening to. I think you'd probably find it. I think that is the perfect place to end this podcast <laughs> on Gene Simmons playing tennis. Yep. Um, I, I think he like well, he still has the makeup on when he's wearing like really short tennis shorts <laughs> <laughs> and the boots with the spikes on them. Right. Um, so anyway, so thank you for listening to the, to the uh, Bits Per Second Bit Players podcast. Um, again, you can catch our shows at. 8 o'clock on Friday nights and at 8 and 10 on Saturday nights at the Firehouse Theater on Broadway in Newport, Rhode Island. Oh, oh uh, and, and we didn't talk about this, but you, if you're not in the Newport area, you can check us out on Ustream. We actually have a Ustream channel and all our shows are streamed. That's so, how Jim's parents uh, watch it, actually. My parents mm-hmm. watch it every week, uh, every every show that I'm in. So, 
uh, join them uh, in the online community. So you stream channel as the bit players. Can they go to your parents' house to watch it? I don't know. Like you could, you, you could ask them. <laughs> Set up a, a, a like the, my parents grew up in the time where like crazy people would just come over. <laughs> like, so, like, that was a thing. <laughs> so in other news, you're welcome to crash at Jim's parents' house. Um, our website is bitplayers.net. Where you can find the stream also. Where you can mm-hmm. find the stream yep. and you can buy tickets to the shows. Um, on Twitter, we are at bitplayerslols, L-O-L-Z. Um, Instagram, we are at bitplayers. And um, rate us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Uh, give us a shout out. Let us know. Um, we are topics are given to us by our audience. So if you want to hear us bits about a topic, you want to hear us um, improv this out, just let us know, and we will be happy to oblige. And you do get a discount on tickets if we uh, choose your topic. Cool. It's a pretty good deal. So thanks again. I'm Jared. I'm Jim. I was Tim. <laughs> Not anymore. Thanks so much for listening to the Bits Per Second Podcast. Bits.